Hey guys, it's the Not So Classified Millennial Survival Guide. It's your host, Katie. And it's Dalton. And today we're going to talk about a subject that Dalton and I can both agree on is really um, hard-hitting for us. We're going to talk about moving away from home. Yeah, you know, uh, I think we both had a first taste of it when we got to college, but both of us were close enough to our prospective homes where the weekend trip wasn't too bad of a an idea but now I think we're both kind of in some places where uh, we're on our own now and we've made that first full commitment of jumping away from friends family and you know the comfortable lifestyle and into some new new territories for us both so I think uh, hopefully today we can help help you guys out and getting more comfortable with making that first jump yeah absolutely as Dalton said like you have we had our first taste and like most of you guys, probably when you're at college, but the issue now versus college is you don't like for me and Dalton, we are both college athletes. So our parents made it to a lot of our games and meets matches and were able to see us like even on weekdays and we were able to like see them and have that sense of home, but even be able to like spend Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and like all the holidays we had off, be able to spend with our family and almost had to because our school closed <laughs> for a lot yeah, of we, we didn't get to stay in the dorms they literally said uh good luck out. we'll see you later yeah they're like see monday or dorms open at 8 a.m on sunday and you're just like okay which which was nice in a fact though because you know it i'm sure as college students and um there would have been a few parties to go to if they let us stay on campus so i think some of us or a majority of people might have chose to stay so it was kind of nice to have have to get kicked off campus and you know go home and see the family yeah and, and but also too i know like for me personally i have siblings so if my sister had a dance recital on friday mm-hmm. well on or friday my classes ended at 10 a.m i could be on the road by 10 30 and i'll be home no later than 11 and i'll be there for her like sitting front row in the talent show with my parents be able to like cheer her on because i had that luxury and I could wake up at six o'clock in the morning and drive home. Now it's kind of like, oh, if my sister has a soccer game or anything on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, the only thing I can do is just stay home and call her after and talk to her about it. So it's yeah, it's definitely a struggle. So I think the best thing to do is to talk about starting off the benefits of like moving out because at the end of the day, everyone sees the positives and very few people see the negatives. So. <laughs> It's always good to start with a positive note. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the biggest positive I took from, and I think this is across the board, your independence. You have wow. the ability to be on your own schedule, on your own time, on your own clock, on your own wallet. You know, it, everything is thrown at you for better or for worse. But I, I looked at it as, as a positive because, you know, you're only going to get growing experiences from being on your own by being on your own and just living through it. Like you're not going to truly understand how to be independent and function by yourself unless you just do it. (laughs) You know, there's, there's only so much advice people can give you before you just have to kind of go out and and do it before you understand. I absolutely 100% agree. I think like the biggest thing I looked at is like my independence. And I think maybe you can like agree with me from college. I went from living on my own in like a house where you know, I had my own space and like people weren't on me and I made my own meals and I didn't have to worry about like anything to like moving back in with my parents where it was 
well, you're having whatever we're cooking. There's always siblings around and like my parents and not saying like that's a bad thing, but it was just a different change of atmosphere from what I was used to for six months to then coming home. Well, and I can say too, mama's cooking doesn't make for a healthy Dalton. (laughs) Same. Mom cooks, you know, appetizers and then we have the first main course and then we have the second main course and then dessert. Exactly. You know, for me to. For me to be healthy, I think it was uh, for my own best interest that I moved out on my own. <laughs> like, I agree. I do eat a lot healthier when I am home, when I'm, I'm like home in home sense in like my own apartment where I live. Sure. But like, especially like when I go home, my parents are like, oh, we're going to make your favorite. And like my favorite, like when I was a kid was like stuffed pizza from Bully. <laughs> nachos like we used to yeah. do junk food and that's night. what like and that's what the and that's what the parents cling on to too so it's just funny to uh when, when you do go home you get spoiled and yeah I, I think even when i have extended stays my mom spoils the hell out of me i'm a i'll, I'll say it loud and proud i'm a mama's boy i'll let her spoil me oh but... i'm such a daddy's girl so like i get it all the time my dad's like do you want to go out to eat like i remember i went home for one weekend and i went home Friday night, I was at Friday night. My dad, like, I wasn't getting into late, but my dad had like stocked the house with like the chips that I wanted, and he waited up for me. And we had a beer and we chat, and had chips. And then Saturday morning, we went out for like bobas, which is like such a New York thing. It's like bacon, egg, and cheese with a hash brown in it. It's so good. Highly recommend it for everyone who's in the New York area. Um, I mean, and you have to, it's tradition. Yeah. And then. For lunch, me and my friends went out. And then for, like, dinner that night, we went to, like, hibachi as a family. And, like, you don't just get, like, a small plate of hibachi. It's like... No chance. You eat till you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on Sunday morning, my dad... And then Sunday was the day I was leaving. And I usually leave after breakfast in church with my family. Um, and my dad literally made, like, eggs, um, toast bacon sausage like breakfast potatoes and then like cinnabons and it's like and like you're just driving you're like i am so full like i think well that's the way so take so take this for example i i had just left uh pennsylvania this evening but i stopped at my grandma's for dinner on the way back classic sunday dinner my family does you know every sunday and um of course when i'm home i i go it's you don't not go to grandma's family dinner when you're home Mm mm-hmm well, she had, we got there at like three o'clock and of course she had the appetizers running. And then she, uh, she made a bunch of fried chicken with like baked macaroni and cheese and coleslaw and I mean Delish. the fixings. And then she makes this banging apple pie and she's like, well, of course you got to have it with some ice cream. And I don't know about any other guys out there, but you don't say no to your grandma. So of course I had it with some ice cream. So I'm I'm on this drive home right now, like busting at the seams. I think I might have gained about two waist sizes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like my thing is like when I go home is like I eat so much because I'm like out socialized because like you know food is such a social event. Oh yeah. And like you're out socializing with your parents. Like I can't even tell you how many times on my way home because I do live in New England and like Dunkin' Donuts is their staple in the world. I think I stopped three times to get coffee because I was falling asleep because I was putting myself in such a food coma. Not to. Uh say we have any affiliation with Duncan, but I'm also on my ride home sipping on some Duncan uh, black tea because I'm also in the food coma from grandma's dinner. Because you have <laughs> to wake have up. To. <laughs> like, God forbid the day I have to drive myself home from Thanksgiving dinner. Like, I don't think I could do it. No. 
But the not I the like not it. so classified millennial survival guide we run on Dunkin'. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just like run on coffee because like I have a Keurig. <laughs> yeah, I mean any any coffee chain out there that wants to uh, throw our name throw their name in the running for shameless plugs, you know, on our show, please hit us up because we love coffee. <laughs> Starbucks, Green Mountain. Duncan. We know you're out there. Uh, we know you're listening. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's like a G1 that my mom has that's so good, but it's so out of my price range. <laughs> those ones. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's like those things and it's so awesome. Like, cause like, you know, it, it's funny. Cause when I go home too, like I'll talk to my parents and my mom's like, Oh, like, how are you eating? Cause my mom does eat relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. She really does. Like she makes her own achi bowls and like spru- and smoothie bowls and everything. She does do a really great job at like eating healthy but she knows when I'm coming home she's gonna cook like my food so like the other day we were talking and she's like oh what are you doing and I was like oh I'm making like turkey meat with like zucchini noodles and she was just like she's like Katie you can't tell me that because then your dad's gonna make me make it for him and then your dad and none of your siblings are gonna eat dinner when you come home and I'm like mom like it's fine you can make chicken parmesan when I'm home right it's fine She's like, okay, cool, cool. And I was like, I wouldn't mind if it was eggplant, though. And she's like, Katie, I wouldn't mind either, but your other siblings would. Yeah, you got to make for the family here. That's, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's definitely a completely different diet when you go home, no matter how, how much you look at it. And like you yeah. said, going home, too, it's just you're out with friends, you're at the bar, you're getting bar food, or, you know, you're at, you're out at some event. For the 2 a.m. Wendy's yeah. run. I mean, you're just, it's, it's nothing like being on your own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you have that independence. Like, that was, like, another, like, really big thing that, like, I loved about being on my own is my friends do come up and visit me, and I am really lucky. I live in a decent apartment. I have a two-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. that I'm able to afford by myself, so, like, my friends are able to come up and visit me, and it's not like I'm limited to, like, one or two. Like, I can have ten people in here, and it's just, like, wherever you drop, yeah, find the space. Like, yep. Yeah, like I don't care if you're on the floor in my bedroom, on the couches, on the floor in the living room, on the floor in the guest room, like wherever you get comfortable, you're fine. But also, like, I feel like when they're here, it's like we don't have to filter our conversations. No. Like, we can talk about anything and everything and know we're not being judged by your parents or even like my siblings. Because for those listeners who don't know, I come from a really big family. I have, I'm one of six. So there is six um, of us running around so it's in, in my house like, what's that your, like <laughs> it's a lot of people think it's like crazy but at the end of the day like I wouldn't trade it for the world just because like at any game you went to you automatically knew you had seven people in the stands you had the fan you know? section like when you were starting off like yep. you had literally your own entourage like your own fan section and like yeah are they gonna make fun of like all the mistakes you made but, like, I remember in, like, high school, like, scoring a goal when I played, like, my rival team and looking up in the stands and seeing, like, my mom and dad, like, jumping up and down, hugging each other and my, like, siblings cheering. Yeah. But it's also, like, a night. It's, like, it's even when I go home and, like, for the holidays, it's awesome just because, like, me and my little brother, like, I remember my little brother and me both are, like, really awful at sleeping. And it felt like we don't try. We're just really bad at it. Yep. <laughs> no, I think that's it it's definitely like it's definitely true though. I mean, now I even I have a roommate, but it's kind of worked the same for us. Like the biggest thing I'd say to people is if you do have a roommate, just develop a really good relationship with them because, you know, we all we both have different friends over on any given weekend, 
And it's kind of just a mutual feeling. It's like, all right, if you have friends over, you know, I expect them to drop and sleep anywhere and, and vice versa. You know, we have a futon and uh, like an extra mattress that we can pull out too. And it's like, you know, the feeling's mutual. His, his stuff is my stuff when it comes to having friends over because we both yeah. just like enjoy having a full apartment. I think that's what it, what it boils down to too is like when you do move away from home and, and kind of independence comes with a little bit of loneliness too. I think it, you know, there's a fine line between yeah. the two, especially when you move out to somewhere new and grab a new job where you really don't know people. So like, even if you have, absolutely, if, I agree. With if that. you have a roommate, there even still is a little bit of loneliness because you guys, you know, you don't want to live the same life. You want to keep your individuality. So you want to, you know, have your own time. But at the same time, it's so nice for like, even my roommate's friends, you become best friends with your roommate's friends because they have them over. And it's like, you know, they invite you out and you go out with them. So full apartments are always welcome, at least in our case, because we just, you enjoy the noise and you, you enjoy the camaraderie and like getting together with people to make it feel a little bit more like, home you know yeah it's like your own special home because like it's it's like my biggest thing is because I did live with so many people it's like if I want to have cookies at like 4 a.m and this is probably something like me and my like other people might do with their families but like if I have cookies at 4 a.m like I send my little brother a snapchat of it because (laughs) usually at 4 a.m he's also up because like we have odd sleeping habits and we'll just sit there at like our parents like kitchen counter like eating cookies and drinking milk and like talking and, like, now it's, like, oh, if I can't sleep, it's, like, luckily I have a cat that, like, will cuddle with me and, like, love me. But, like, you it's know, funny. You know, none of that, like, conversation. It's so funny you say that about the cookies because now this is, you know, on a catch-22. Well, not a catch-22, but a complete reversal of that thing. But it's, like, sometimes when I'll go out at, like, 1 a.m. if I'm, like, working in my desk late at night, our walls are paper thin in our apartment. And, like, I've cracked a beer at 1 a.m. before, and my roommates heard it because our walls are so thin. And. He might have been spinning up doing something. He'll come out and crack a beer and join me. And we'll just have, like, the coolest little 1 a.m., like, random conversations. And, like, those are the best times when you're, like, yeah, first moving out and just kind of, like, getting to know your roommate. And it's, like, yeah, it's just fun. That's, that, that's the little things about, like, being on your own that just kind of, like, make the memories and make the space you're in a little bit more special. Yeah, it's, like, but even, like, also, like, in general, like, the best conversations happen from, like, 1, 8, 1 to, like, 4 a.m. Eh, I don't know. There's a, there's a. When you're sober. I was, okay, that, I was, that, that was my follow-up statement was very good because things like, can happen from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Sober. Yeah, like, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. drunk? Nightmares. Nightmares. <laughs> We've had experiences. That's like a whole nother podcast. Like... For sure. But, so let's but, uh, uh let's 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 take a take a direction on this of uh a little bit away from individuality and independence and maybe like I don't know, I think another big thing is you know, how do you stay in contact with people from home? Or like, you know, what do you what do you think is the best best methods of kind of you know keeping the relationships from home while creating new relationships away like you know how close do you hold that kind of home to your heart kind of deal um I mean like a lot of things happened when I was home between like losing people and a lot of the relationships I made like I have a friend there that she is literally my sister I call her parents mom and dad she calls my parents mom and dad when I was little like 
she had a closet in my room <laughs> that had clothes in it because she was over at my house so much. If I wasn't at her house, she was at mine. And that's just, and I, I know all of her family and she knows all of mine. So basically sister from another mister. Yeah, she's like, it's so I do like value my relationships at home a lot just because you went through everything together. Mm-hmm. You went through prom, junior ball, college acceptance, college denials, like your boyfriend, um, like your first heartbreak, like your first boyfriend, your first date, trying out for teams and also like losing people that meant everything to you. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people you turn to. So I really value those relationships and I do keep in touch a lot. Um, so we have group chats, we have a group Snapchat, and we're literally in those two groups every single day. And at least if it's not one person posting, like there's always something going on. Like we keep up to date on like who we're dating and everything. Mm-hmm. But with that also comes like the heartbreak, as I call it, because a lot of my friends still live at home. I'll get snaps of them. And the three of them are out at a festival or in New York City and... You know, it's, you have such big FOMO because it's, I wish I was there. Yeah. And it's, I, I wish I could go to, like, 90s day with you, and I wish I was able to experience that and have fun with you guys, but I'm not. I think and I, I think a big, like, um, proponent of that, too, is kind of just, like, keeping yourself busy where you're at because, you know, the more time you do spend on Snapchat or Instagram kind of looking at friends' profiles and seeing what they're doing, you know, puts the realization more into your head of like, Oh man, like I really do wish I was here. Like rather than like maybe trying to go out and make new friends or, uh, build new relationships in the, in the place you are at, because I think there's a lot to be said of going to those kind of events with new people, you know, in your new position, if you have the opportunity, which I mean, yeah, and that's, but- a, that's a very tough thing to do, but I think there's, I was going to say, yeah, finding new friends like said. when you move, like finding new friends when you move is like probably one of the hardest things because a lot of people don't really pack up and move across the country, like mm-hmm. anywhere alone. Like they bring people with them. You and I had this conversation before, and I think it it, it unfortunately rings really true. I think males have a very, very easier time making friends away from home than females do. Like I like it's it's in some senses I agree and I don't agree like. It's like if you're a girl, like I know for me, like I do make easier friends, like friendship or relationships with guys than I do with girls just because I have so many brothers. So like, right. I'm, I'm more of like, I'm, I'm more of like, let's talk about sports and let's talk about makeup type of mindset. Um, and like, I do have like a bunch of friends that are girls and I do have a bunch of friends that are, that are guys, but it's like, you know, it's hard to go out to a bar by yourself. And, like, talk to, like, even girls. Because, like, a lot of girls, like, get that creepy vibe. And it's hard to just, like, talk to guys. Because some guys are like, oh, I can take you home and we can bang tonight. And it's just like, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just looking for a friend. And, right. like, that's, like, such a struggle. And there are some really awesome things. Like, we're not sponsored by them. But, like, Bumble has, like, a BFF feature. We're able to make friends in your area. But, like, then you're also counting on people being in your area like for me a lot of people like are over an hour away from me so it's like i would love to be friends with them and we click but like if i had a rough day at work i don't want to travel an hour to like have lunch with you and talk about it right like i want to like kick the shoes off like change into comfy clothes and walk like 
right down the street or like it's right like, across the hall like yeah, something like that like drive like 10 minutes like I want to be able yeah. to like for you to like come over after work and like have a bottle of wine and talk about it have a bottle like, of wine a car and bucket of ice cream <laughs> yeah and like it, that's like such a struggle and it's like hard and it's like it's just like figuring out like how you find someone it's like okay like maybe there's some um exercise classes I can join where I can like just like see a group of friends and just be like hey I'm new here like I was really looking for some new friends you guys want to go get coffee after class like those type of activities but mm-hmm. then also for me it's just it's hard because as an assistant coach also with, with my other job it's my free time is so limited oh yeah and that, and that is the toughest thing because like I feel like to really build out of work relationships you do you have to get into you know other activities that are right after work in that like five o'clock to nine o'clock session and like to make good friends you know like like you said it's so tough to go out to bars and like walk up to girls and be like be my friend and like them remember it in the morning if anything you know it's that's that's not the way to to build uh substantial relationships that you're looking to like have as a as a true friend at the end of the day Exactly. And it's just, you want to make sure you click with someone, not just drunk them, but like also sober them Yeah, and all that. And it's, and it's really awesome. But like, it also goes back at the same time when you have like such good friends. I made such good friends in college and in high school, mm-hmm. and middle school, and like elementary school that, I, you know, you kind of get here and you're just, okay, well, there's no classes or like a sports team where like people are forced to be my friend and we're forced to get to know each other <laughs> on that level. Yeah how how do you do it and it's it's like one of those like frustrating things so like hey if people have any ideas drop us a comment i would love I'm, i'll take any any offer any suggestions <laughs> yeah i mean hit us up on our <laughs> hit us up on our instagram uh at not so classified millennial uh tweet at us you know at millennial underscore guide um hit us up get in our dms leave yeah. some comments please we want to interact with you guys so Dalton, like one thing that I know I've talked about and is my family and how it's, it's, it's hard for me to be away from your family. And even though you are a single child, like you still struggle with the like missing people from home, don't you? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. Like Katie just mentioned there, um, I'm the only child club, so spoiled rotten, damn right. Mama's boy all the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even I like moving away from home the first time sucked, like going up to Scranton, uh, for school. That definitely sucked of just understanding who who I was going to see. And, like, who you know, I, I missed people like crazy when I first moved away. Um, and then, you know, you start to get over it. But then you also start to see, like, who your true friends are that start making trips up to see you rather than, like, just waiting to, um, to see you when you come home or whatever. Um, so, but, I mean, moving down to the eastern shore of Maryland, it, it has definitely been ten times tougher to see people and to like get back and I mean it just gets tough too because you know all my friends now work all the time and they have started moving so I think the biggest thing is just you know try and constantly be the person that's making the move like if you wait on someone else to try and contact you or if you're waiting on someone else to say hey what's up what are you doing then you're probably not going to get to hang out with that person or nine chances out of ten just other people don't make the first moves. Like I always try and be proactive and be the person that's saying, Hey guys, what are we hanging out next? Or what are we doing? Like, I'll be home this weekend. You just got to stay active. 
And I think that's the best way to like stay in touch with people. I totally agree. It's definitely one thing. That's what I do a lot too. When I go home, it's, I create a big group chat of like people I really want to see, people I maybe haven't seen. Yeah. And people that I've fallen like out of touch with that. I mean, I've had multiple chats where it's fortunate, like you do fall out of touch with people. And sometimes it's for the better if you don't include them in a chat. But, you know, you reach out to people. Hey, um, me and the, like, the group are going to the mm-hmm. bar and on Saturday, like, would you like to join us for a drink or two or like maybe spend like the whole night with us like we usually do? Yep. And I think the last time I was home, I had, I think there was 10 of us that like met up at the bar and it was really awesome just like to share a drink and to like chat and like dance and like have a good time. And a bunch of people left in the beginning, but like finally you're stuck to like six or seven of us and we ended up like going to Wendy's and <laughs> Wendy's is closed at like 2.30 in the morning except for the drive through and we went to the drive through but the Wendy's near our house has like an outdoor picnic area so we like parked the car and we all like grabbed our Wendy's we ended up getting like Frosties too which was awesome and we're all just we have so many videos of it of all of us just hanging out at this picnic table like laughing and joking and I'm like this is what it's like to be home it's like you miss it all so much, but you have like these epic moments when you come back and like yeah, I and it's like you wonder it's like will these would these would this have happened if I didn't come home with them? Right, I I agree. I think it's just so many people get so I don't know what the word for it is. It like so many people get shy. I don't know. Like people just don't take the initiative because they're like, well, like they'll text me if they want to do something. It's like no, just be that friend that like almost annoys the shit out of your friends when you come yeah. home be like listen i'm coming home motherfuckers get out of your sweatpants and t-shirts and come out and have a good time because you're gonna look back on it like 20 years from now and be like man why didn't i see so and so that much or like i really wish i like went out more with my friends and had more memories like why don't i have more memories it's like you create the memories you have to go out and create it yourself so like just when you ever think, hmm, should I start this group text or not? 10 out of 10, do it. You will never regret trying to get in touch with your best friends. For people who do, like, come home for the holidays or, like, even, like, come home in general, like, it, please reach out to your friends, but also, like, please be considerate of, like, what they do in life because just because you were coming home, people shouldn't have to drop everything to see you. Yep. Like, please be considerate of their, like, especially their family reasons. Like, at the end of the day, you are coming home. And it is hard to keep up with everyone's life because everyone goes through different things. And some people are less sherry. So just remember, like, hey, like, maybe Sally can't hang out because her aunt, her grandparents are home, come down for Thanksgiving, and they like to take her out and, like, spend time with her or vice versa. Like, just be considerate. Oh, 100%. I, I, I agree with that. Like, just for example, this weekend for me, um, I came home and it was the McGregor-Khabib fight. And I wanted to go out and watch it at the bar. So I texted, like, my core group of, like, six or seven guys. And, like, four or five of them were out of town. And um, one of them, he's like, I'll, I'll text you back later in the day, you know, see if I can go. I have some family issues coming up. And that's really all he said. But it's like, that's all he needed to say. Like, you don't need to press someone like that. That's like, Hey, where are you at? What are you doing? Why are we going? Like just respect their answer if they can or cannot. And you know, if they end up being able to hang out, then awesome. But if they can't, like, like you said, just cause you're home doesn't mean everyone else is automatically available. Yeah, absolutely. So I know one of the hardest things for like me moving away, being from such a big family 
is I miss all of the events in people's life that they made for me. So, like, my siblings who got to see every single one of my lacrosse games or basketball games or soccer mm-hmm. games. It's like now I miss, like, my younger siblings' wrestling matches and soccer games and all these tournaments. And yeah. I think that's, like, really hard. I, like, I take it personally because I'm very close with my family, especially my siblings. Um, especially, like, the youngest in my family is a girl. So she is, I call it, the one good thing in my life that makes me want to be a better person. And right. I absolutely adore her. And I think I it hits home a lot for me, especially because recently like, she went to go out for a team and it didn't go the way she thought it was going to go. And she was so heartbroken over it. And it's And my mom and dad called me. She's really upset. And, yeah, I called her and I talked to her on the phone. She seemed fine. You know, she, she's good at hiding her emotions on a phone. She wouldn't answer a FaceTime or anything. So I know something's up. And it would have been so different if I was home and able to, let's go get ice cream. Like, let's go out to eat. It's okay type of deal. Yep. Yep. If so you were actually, like, there in person to be able to, to be there for her. Yeah. But I mean, like, even though you don't have, like, um, brothers or sisters, like, you still have cousins that you're super close with. Like, today, didn't you go to, like, your cousin's baseball game? I did. And, like, and that's kind of crazy for me to think about, like, uh, what I was – thinking about when I was there today it's like when I was growing up I had a bunch of cousins around the same age um that were always either I was playing against or that like were there hanging out with me like there for me during games after games before games um and like their aunts and uncles were always there too so it was like this big family thing for all of us growing up when we had sports and stuff and you know I I was thinking about that today it's like it was cool for us to for me to be there and like my cousin actually hit the winning base hit for his game today. They were down like three runs going into the bottom of the sixth inning. Um, it's like little coach pitch. And uh, he hit the winning run. So he was like so happy that I was there. He came up and like high-fived me right off the bat. Like I was the first person he came to. And I thought about it. I was like, it really does suck that like he's so much younger than the rest of us, like cousins-wise, because we really – even – the rest of my family, like cousins wise, don't, don't get to his games very often. And it kind of hit me. I was like, man, I, I just wish I could be at this kid's not only games, but just like through bigger milestones in his life. I wish I could be there because I had, I had that growing up and I knew how much that meant to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just, it, it sucked a little bit, like kind of looking at that and being like, man, like I look back on those memories and have such fond memories that like, I hope, at least more family members can be there for him because I know how much that means to like a kid growing up. Yeah. I know like definitely like for my family, like we have group chats because there are so many of us. I think I have seven different group chats. I I have over, I have a large variety of seven different group chats (laughs) and more than seven. And it's like every sibling, like minus one. And then I have somewhere it's like mom, dad, Liam or whoever in the family. And I'm just like, and it's just so many group chats. And it's, like, we have one for, as we call it, like, the, the olders. So it's, like, me, my older brother, and then my one brother who's just below me who also moved out. So it's, like, the three people that, like, no longer live at home and aren't in, like, live in apartments and, like, yeah. take care of themselves. And a lot of the times is, like, my mom and dad will send us a schedule. And they're, like, it'll be really nice if, like, you can make one or two of their games. So, like, the three of us will hop into, like, our group chat, and we're like, okay, like, what games can we make? Like, let's try to do it where all of us can either make the same game. Yep. Or maybe we, like, and if we have to break it up, we'll, like, break it up. 
and we'll make it like a whole like week and a two week or thing for him where it's like three weeks in a row like my little sister will have like a sibling eat at there each game where like she's just like it gets better and better and we just try to like do that because like at the end of the day like we want and like we've even told people like people have even told us like your family's like always so supporting each other and like that's like something that like we're really happy about but it's like we had that growing up where like we could look on the sidelines and it's like if we made a mistake we still had someone cheering us on and telling us we could do it yep and it's like we want that for like younger siblings like and especially to like two of my brothers um well now one of my brothers wrestle and i just remember like last year i went home for their like championship match that to literally took them to nationals and i watched one of my little brothers and me and him always had this deal where he's like if you could record it can you record it like if it's not too long and I want to look back and like watch what I did good and what I didn't do well and I recorded a couple of matches and one of the matches he lost and he knew he lost for a stupid reason and my dad was trying to talk to him and like parents like they get frustrating and let him relax like let me like talk to him and let me let me figure out like where he is right now in his headspace before you start screaming at him and telling me did something stupid there's nothing you can say that he's not already saying to himself Exactly. Like he knows. Himself. He knows what he did. Yeah, exactly. Like, what he's saying to himself is 10 times worse than what you're going to say. And, like, you don't need to add that onto him. So, like, and I was able to talk to him and, like, calm him down and, like, show him the video. And he was able to see it. And he was just, like, and at the end, like, we were driving home and I went home with him in his car. He was, like, thank you. And I was, like, thank you for what? And he goes, thank you for coming and, like, talking to me, talking to me through it. He goes, I right. love when dad's here and he, like, cheers me on. He goes, but, like, sometimes, especially after a loss, you know, it's, it's a lot of the things you did wrong versus what you can do better. Right. And it's, like, and it's like a lot of the times, especially as good athletes, like you do know what you did wrong and you don't need somebody else down your throat saying like, you did this, you did that. It's like, I know, like, just let me like be in my own space of like figuring out how to fix it or figuring out maybe just a way to kind of get over it first. I don't need the other, like, the second degrading that I'm already doing in my own head. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like, one of the worst things. Yeah, That's for sure. one of the hardest things about, like, moving away. It's, like, not even, like, the FOMO with, like, your friends, but it's also, like, the FOMO with your family. Like, as much as people hate going to, like, all the talent shows and all the school concerts and everything, like. Oh, you miss the hell out of it when you actually. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. you, it's, like, you know what? It's, like, if you're, you'll be in a meeting and you're just, like, you know what I miss, like. I wish I could be at like Billy's band yeah. concert right now, seeing him like rock out on the trumpet. Yeah. I think, I think the one thing we can like both agree on and kind of take from it is like, if you have that opportunity to get home to your siblings or like maybe you're even so far away from home that you need to take a flight. It's like, if you're ever having like reservations about taking that flight or booking that flight or taking that extra little couple hours off of work to make one of your family engagements, like don't even think twice about it. Do it, Do it yeah. because you're going to, you're going to love yourself so much more when you actually get there and are enjoying that actual moment with your family. Like it, it's, it's those kind of things that are just priceless in the long run. Yeah. It's like, even if you have like pets or something, like I think another one of like the hard parts about like moving away is like, if you have family pets, like as much as you want to, like you can't always take them with you, but you can get new ones. I think that's so hard. Like, that's so hard. Like, can you imagine if you had a dog and, like, you couldn't take, like, your family dog with you because you had siblings? But right. you moved into, like, your own apartment, so you got your own dog. And, like, instead of bringing that, like, new dog home, you, like, put it in a kennel to, like, or have, like, your roommate watch it for you. 
And when yeah. you go home to see your dog, all they smell on you is your new dog. And it, they just, like, have that feeling of replacement. Like, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> like, I don't need my Katie's dog. Katie's biggest fear is, is, is walking home and uh, her dog looking at her like, the fuck you cheating on me for? So, for, for clarification for everyone, the cat that I do have in my apartment is actually also my family cat. We've had her for about 13 years. So my dogs and my pets are very used to her scent and are very common or very comfortable with her being on me. Um, and I think they're almost pretty happy that she's there because it's one less pet that steals the attention from them. <laughs> and when I come home, it's like they get all my attention. So they're pretty overjoyed with it. But um, see now on the, on the on the vice versa, my cat hates when I leave because she's in my new home. And then when I do go home home. I leave her all alone and she only has my roommate. So when I come back, she's like rubbing all up on me. Like I missed you. Where you been? So it's like a complete like reversal. I feel bad leaving and going home because I'm leaving my cat all by herself with no love. My cat is quite comfortable, like chilling out on the couches by herself. I think your cat loves when you leave. Your cat probably like has a party when you leave. I don't know. I think she honestly just, like, she likes when I come home because I feed her and everything. And, like, I do give her, like, big scratches. But I do think because she is, like, on the older side, she very much is very comfortable with, like, lounging in the sun without being disturbed by the noise of the TV or me walking (laughs) around or, like, me doing a podcast. Like, she's very comfortable in that aspect. And, like, that's one of, like, the cool parts. It's also, like, one of also, like, the really fun parts about living, like, moving out from home is if you weren't able to get a pet, now is your chance. But also, like, you're able to raise, like, your pet the way you want to. Like, I know there are some things, like, my parents, like, raised our pets where I'm, like, I like that idea, but, like, I wish it could be tweaked a little bit more. And (laughs) it's, like, now I have that free opportunity and, like, now I have, like, the cat I have, her name is Oreo and, like, and whenever anyone, like, calls me and they're like oh how's oreo like i feel like that's why a lot of people call me it's just like to make sure i haven't killed her yet you've all of a sudden picked up not just a cat but a child yeah but it's like it's like anytime anyone calls me i'm like she's living the dream they're like what do you mean and i'll be like she literally has knocked over every pillow so it's not like on the couch but it like it sits like a couch cushion and she sleeps on it she has made herself a bed right in front of the window where she sits and looks outside every day and catches some rays. She has ample amount of scratching posts and toys that she plays with. I've never seen her play un- unless she was a kitten. And now she plays daily. She has a Tempur-Pedic mattress that she sleeps on with a fuzzy blanket that she's obsessed with. Like, I think the way it sounds like if our listeners want to Venmo you some money for some toys for Oreo. <laughs> this sounds like a perfect opportunity to pamper the princess. I, she's already pampered. Please do not send me money for Oreo because <laughs> I will actually like go buy her like some unneeded necessary things. Unneeded things that I will find are necessary. There's no such thing as an unneeded toy for a cat. Like, it's just they're going to play with the box that the toy comes she in. She has literally a whole like I have a box like um, under my entertainment system if you pull out and it's like filled with like toys. And she plays with all of them. Actually, her three favorite things that she plays with are boxes, um, paper towels, plastic bags, and she has, like, these, like, furry mouse. Like, they look like they're furry mouse mice. And she has eight colors, like, pink, 
blue, orange, yellow, white, black, gray. She only plays with the green one. I could like. So are you saying your cat's racist towards mice? I, I guess so. Like she will only play with the green <laughs> one. I have laid them all out for her to play with, and she will only play with the green one. If I come home and she has knocked the green one under a couch, she is sitting by the couch trying to get it. So basically, greatest decision of moving out for both of us, getting a pet, because they provide much needed entertainment when you don't think you need it. It's entertainment, but I also kind of feel like it gives you that, like, sense of hominess just because, like, you do have someone at the end of the day that, like, if you did have a bad day, like, you do have something that's, like, going to cuddle up to you and just, like, be a stress relief. Like, Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go cuddle up with my 230 pound roommate (laughs) after a, after a stressful day. Yeah, it's like. But when I curl up to a little cat that purrs like a machine it's pretty nice yeah it's like you just like you have a pet and it's like really awesome but it also like gives you that sense like it's like it's such a good feeling like it's like you know like when you go home it's like your parents are waiting for you and they're so excited when you come home like I know for me the minute I open the door being such a daddy's girl like my dad's like oh my god she's home and like runs up and hugs me like I could surprise my dad I've surprised my dad at parties before and he has, like, mm-hmm. almost dropped his beer and, like, run over to me, like, because he's so excited to see me. I've surprised him at, like, my brother's lacrosse games or whatever. Like, my mom has known that I was coming home. And, like, right. my dad maybe didn't. And he just gets so excited every single time because it's, it's like, you're home. And it's so awesome, like, to repeat that feeling every day. Because every day I come home from work, I unlock the door. And, like, right there is my cat waiting for me and she's like looks up at me with like her cute big green eyes and the minute I walk through the door she's like rubbing on me and purring and I like we have a tradition like I drop everything and I sit there on the floor and she like curls in my lap and I pet her and like I do everything and she just sits there patiently waiting for me to give her her dinner and and it's so comforting knowing like you have something to come home to like rather than an empty house or even like a roommate because as great as roommates are, I know from my experience, like, your roommate could have had a really bad day, too, and not want to talk to anyone. And it's like... Oh, and we and everyone's had those days where it's like, you go into your room, and your roommate goes into his room, and you just shut the door. Nine chances out of ten, I worked with him a good part of the day. I just talked to him for six hours out of the day. Like, what else do I have to say to him? Because he knows what just happened throughout my day. And chances are, if his day was shit, my day was shit, too. So... But those usually end up in days where we end up at the bar with a beer in our hands, so. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, those are, like, the really awesome, like, things about it. It's, like, you're able to just, like, connect. So it's kind of, like, one of the, the, the really awesome things about, like, moving out that I find is, like, it's, like, yeah, you're moving away from home. And, like, it might be, like, the homey feeling you're, you're missing. But, like, get a pet. Get a fish. Get a bird. Not so classified millennial survival guide approves getting pets and moving out. We do. 100%. What are some things that you do, Dalton, that like fix your missing home like void? Other than driving home. <laughs> other other than driving three and a half hours to go yeah. home? Um, going to country concerts? I don't know. Just in all seriousness, bringing aspects of things I do at home down like into my everyday life down here like i finally was able to um get a new car that has a roof rack so i brought my kayak down so i go kayaking and get some fishing in like i just try and bring aspects of my daily life that i did back at home into everyday life down here 
in Maryland because it just makes me feel a little bit more like I'm not really losing my roots because I enjoy how I was raised and how I was brought up. And like, I think the actions and stuff that made me who I am today, I want to keep, you know? No, I absolutely do agree. I think like, I, I think that's something like I relate to. It's like, I'm really big on like, you know, if I had a really rough day, like, especially if you're like, you're really angry at someone, it's like, you're going to regret the words you say the most when you're angry. So like, for me, it's like, if I'm frustrated, it's like the first thing I do is I pick up a lacrosse stick and I like, I head to the college at coach at and I shoot around or I use the wall. And it's like, such yep. a big stress relief. You know, you had those dishes that mama made that you just loved. And, and the minute you smell it, it just brings back yeah. memories at home. And, you know, you, you're never going to make it like mom did, but you can at least try. <laughs> and I think meals, meals made, just like home are, are always great ways to kind of bring a little bit of sense of home if you're ever getting home. Yeah, I know, like, for me, like, especially last year, and I'll probably have, like, the same issue this year is, like, Christmas time is a really big time for my family. It's probably, like, as much as some of my siblings will, like, deny me, it's probably, like, our favorite time of the year just because it's, like, the one time of the year where we're all, like, we're not going to fight, we're going to get along, and we're going to do everything in our power to just make this the best we could possibly be. And mm-hmm. 100%. We have- There's a lot of families that come together over Christmas time and kind of put their problems and, you know, strifes aside because it's just, it's that time of the year. And I think everyone loves to enjoy Christmas. We have traditions that we do and it's like, we start decorating Thanksgiving day. Like we take the boxes down and we start like decorating Thanksgiving day and the day after Thanksgiving. And it's like, at my apartment, like, I went out and I bought decorations. And right after I came home from Thanksgiving, I decorated my entire apartment. And my parents, like, every Saturday from, like, every day, like, every other day would start eating, like, make, baking cookies. Like, there are so many different types of cookies that they would bake. And I started doing the same thing. And I was like, I don't care if I have 600 cookies in my apartment because I have friends that I can give them to or, like, people that I can give them to. And it's just, like, traditions that I, like, I like love that I was raised on and want to keep. So it's really important for me to oh, follow yeah. that. Ben, ben and I, uh, my roommate also right after Thanksgiving last year, we got this little like three foot, four foot tree. Cause we were both, we were both like, you know, we both miss home. And what did, what did both of our families do? Both of our families put up Christmas trees like right away and just decorated it and had that. So like, it wasn't much. It sat on this little end table and it was a super small tree, but it was enough to like, bring that sense of home in for us both and kind of have it like, all right, it's, you know, we're both getting into the season now. We're both getting into a little Christmas spirit. Yeah, exactly. And it's like so comforting just to like to see that and to have it in life because a lot of people. It does. It's almost that like stress reliever at the end of the day when you walk in from a long day of work and just smell a little bit of the pine or you have a pine candle burning and it's just like my parents always had fresh trees. So it just, it smells like Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Like it smells like it should be home. Yeah, know? I know my parents. I think that's the biggest thing for, for anyone who's maybe getting homesick, especially around the holidays. Make your own place feel like home, you know? Don't just sit and wallow and say, oh, I wish I was home. I wish I was here, you know? Make your place like yeah. home, I think, is the best way to cope with it. And you can it. do that by even just, like, I know for me, like, that's, like, one thing that I, I really lack is, like, I have some photos, but I don't have as much as I want. Like, figure out, like, your favorite family moments and, like, hang them on the wall. Like, there's such great conversation pieces. Like, I travel a lot. Like, me and my family actually just went to Hawaii. And my favorite photo is actually me and my sister on the beach, and she's on my shoulders, and I'm laughing with her. 
and it's just this <laughs> I, like my mom loves the photo and it's just like one of those photos that like I have on my wall and when my friends come over like they're like what's the story behind it and it's just and right. it's great to just like be able to sit there and like brag about like my family's so awesome I couldn't agree more I just I actually just put up this picture <laughs> um it's one of the like borderline worst quality pictures I've ever taken with my dad but it's the biggest time it's the biggest smile I've ever seen him have on his face and it's him and I like on a selfie in a really dim lit part of the corner of like this dark room but it's like we just got I, I love putting it up we put it up right in our like living room and people I love when people ask about it because we had just gotten invited up on the stage of the historic Ryman Theater in Nashville Tennessee we were down there on a family trip and like we got picked out of the crowd to come up and like be VIPs on the side of the stage for the rest of the show. And it's just like so cool to have people ask about that because not only do I love looking at it every day before I walk out of the house as like seeing like my me and my dad in such a happy moment, but I love when people ask about it because it's such an awesome conversation piece when you have people over. Exactly. Like you're able to just like talk and like I think that's like one of like the awesome parts is like too about moving out is like you're able to decorate like your house how you want to like maybe your parents like modern style and you're more of like victorian like it's able you're able to like make the space your own and it's like like your apartment may have some restrictions like i know my apartment does not let me paint which white walls will make anyone go insane but like you're able to like be creative so like i have i literally went to home depot and i i didn't steal because they're free but i took over like ten thousand paint chips and yep. I have, like, an entire wall that goes, like, from the ceiling to oh, to about halfway of, like, dark purple to almost white. And, it like, the dark purple fades to a blue and the blue fades to a green. And it's, like, one of my favorite walls in my apartment. Not even because of, like, that accent. But I was able to, like, add, like it brings my whole apartment together because those are the three colors of, like, my whole, like, unit with all my furniture and everything. And my parents love it because they're like, you didn't, you weren't able to paint the wall, but like you created it. Like, cause wallpaper is not cheap. Oh yeah. I think that's the biggest thing too. It's a lot of apartment complexes. They, they're very strict. I know ours is too. We can't paint our walls, but you know, we've, we've hung things on the walls picture wise. We have big murals, you know, stuff like that. Like get creative with the way that you can attack. Cause I think the number one thing of making a place feel not so like desolate and isolated is just to decorate and make it your own even with restrictions you know the the more you make it your own the more it's going to feel like a home Um, rather than just kind of like isolated place that you're staying yeah you know exactly like I have I know like in my apartment like some of my favorite pieces like I'll think about it's like I traveled a lot over Europe so like my entire living room kind of has like a bunch of my travel, like, um, every place I went to, I collected a postcard. So I have these two giant picture frames in my apartment that have, that showcase every single postcard I went to. And if someone were to take them off the wall and open up the back on the back of each postcard is literally a stamp, um, like a whole paragraph of things I did of of what I did when I was visiting that area. And that's just like, and to me, it's like, nobody knows there's anything on the back, but me. But at least, like, they're able to see the front and, like, ask questions and, like, they tell a story. And you're able to make it. Like, I know above my bed is a huge picture of New York City skyline because at the end of the day, it's, like, that's where I'm from. That's, like, where my dream started. And, like, this is where I am now. It's, like, all coming together. 
but it's so mm-hmm. cool that you're able to just you know bring out yourself in your apartment and like don't feel like you have to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on making your apartment perfect in the first out in the first like two months like I didn't have couches yep. in my apartment I moved in August and I got couches the second week of January so my roommate and I were actually able to scrounge together all of our old not old college stuff but like I had bought a new futon for my apartment my fifth year so we brought my futon and we he brought like his a uh, couple lounge chairs and we were actually able to scrap it all together we have a ragtag team of furniture but we didn't spend a dime on it. And I think that's, you know, if, if you're able to bring good quality furniture from somewhere else into your apartment, do it because your apartment doesn't need to be the Ritz Carlton, especially your first apartment out, Yeah, you know, make it work for you. And there's ways to decorate things. They have, you know, like we, like we said, just make it your own and there's cheap ways to go about it to not spend a million. Exactly. And one thing I do want to talk about, because we brushed over it so quickly, that I do think, like, a lot of people are probably kind of like, oh, I wish they talked a little bit more about it. It's holidays. When you start working, a lot of jobs don't give you, like, some would say, like, the proper holiday time off. Like, I know I am extremely lucky. Like, for Christmas coming up, the day, the Saturday before Christmas, um, I think it's, like, the 21st, I have, like, a half day from work. I, I get to leave at 12. I know, and I'm, like, able to go home and spend that time with my family, but, like, some people don't have that time. Yeah, I think a lot of companies, like, especially when you come from, you know, if our, some of our listeners out there went to college and then get thrown into the work field, a lot of companies just go, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then you're back at it. So it's, like, it almost can be culture shock from the almost, what, month, month and a couple days that we got in most colleges. Um to go into nothing pretty much like a day or two. So it's definitely, it's definitely a change. And I'm, I'm also lucky. I'm on the same kind of schedule that you are. I, I get almost a week off for uh, Christmas and new year's combined. So I'm very lucky in that aspect, but I know people who work the, the very next day. Yeah. It's like, don't get those days it's off. I have friends. And like I told them, I was like, Hey, listen, I'm going to be home for almost two weeks at Christmas time yeah. or however long it is. And guaranteed, like, most of that time I'm going to be spending with my family, like, the half day where I'm coming home the 21st, like, my mom already called me. And she's like, hey, we have this event scheduled. Can I put you on the guest list this year or will you not be able to make it home in time? Because I do know you come home around, like, 9 o'clock at night. And I was like, actually, it's your lucky day. Like, that's actually when we have our Christmas, um, our holiday party, and I'm going to have a half day. So I'll be on the road by noon. I'll, I'll be able to get home by four o'clock so I can literally just do it and the, like and it made my mom and dad so happy and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day like my family have traditions and like New Year's Eve and New Year's Day like there are other places I'm gonna be so like seeing friends is hard but I even know like not even just like Christmas it's I had a lot of friends in college that like we were lucky because we went to a Catholic university um who didn't even make it home for Easter yeah, yeah, we had a long weekend for Easter, which is always nice. Yeah, oh, I guess Monday is Columbus Day, isn't it? Yeah, but can we can we pause for a second? Yeah. What is Columbus Day? So Columbus Day is a celebration of when uh, Columbus sailed the seven seas. You know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in fourteen hundred ninety-two. It's a big holiday in Massachusetts because you know Plymouth Rock. Well, yeah, you guys are like Plymouth Rock, you know, bleeding red, white, and blue, and you know, 
pilgrims and shit. It's like, it is really hard to make it home, especially for people who, I have friends that are like, their parents live in New York and they live in California and purchasing a plane ticket within their budget. Oh yeah. That's a, that like friends that I have that are in that same situation. And I don't know about your friends, but they're once a year. They're not like yeah. every holiday. They're like Christmas to New Year's and that's about it. It's like that's they take like their like they it's like they don't take a sick day and they use up sick days and part of their vacation days to come home. Or I can have yeah. friends that like when they do come home twice a year, like once a year is for holidays and you don't see them in that time for holidays. And then right, the other time of the year simply with family. Yeah, and the other time of the year is kind of like that random like March month or whatever. And that's when they're there for friends, but, like, there are no holidays going on. So, like, for- Life gets so busy so quick that it, when people do come home or try and cross paths, like, it's just, it's almost a miracle when it does happen, especially to the people who are living, like, states and states away. Yeah. Like, even, like, for your friend, like, I have some friends that, are like, they work so, so hard. Like, I even have an ex-boyfriend that when I see him out at the bar when I'm home and I'm like, oh, my God, you were able to make it home. And it's funny because he lives in Massachusetts, too. But I know, like, he works in, like, editing for lacrosse, for, like, lacrosse some, I can't even think of the name. Like, he watches, like, basically he films and edits lacrosse games. And, like, lacrosse, like, goes indoor and outdoor, so it's all year round. And I know he works crazy hours, and it's, like, I'm in complete shock when I see him home. I'm like, I'm like, wait, like, they let you out to come here? That's so dope. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to kind of, like, sum it all up, I've, my crew that i used to like hang out with and who i like consistently talk to on a regular basis has been like cut in half to be honest but i don't mind it because it's it's honestly they're truer friends they're deeper friends and like we have a bunch better connection now that like i've understood who really cares about keeping in touch so i i appreciate the friends that i still do have and talk to consistently much much on a, like a more sincere level now too so yeah. it just you you do it's, and that's life, I feel like. You find out who's really going to be there for you and who's really kind of worth still talking to and, and, and having in your life. Yeah, it's like, what do they say? They're like, you have, like, five to seven really good friends. And those are the people, like, you know, you call, like, right after the guy dumps you and what are, whatever it is. Like, right after you get out of the job. Like, right after maybe, like, you go through a breakup or maybe after, like, you got a job promotion. Like, those are the people you talk to. And, like, those are, like, your hardcore, like, tight-knit people it's like it's okay to have five or six like really good friends and like I do have that group and like I call all of them my best friends because like those are the people that like know if not all of them almost every single one of like my deep dark secrets or like the things that I'm insecure about or the things I question on a daily basis oh 100%. those are the people that talk you off of a cliff yep but it's also the um but then I also have like my friends who are people who I see like every now and then and like if we're at a bar like we'll hang out and chat and like we'll talk and we'll catch up and it's like really awesome but you know if if I'm having coming home for like 24 hours they're not the people that like there's that two to three that you want to see maybe four to five like you said and that's it yeah exactly exactly but it's like it's I think like moving like the way like a lot of people are always afraid of like moving home and everything like big big leap yeah so I think like the final thing if you're gonna take anything from this video like let it be like the last couple of minutes of our talk it's okay to move away from home and to be scared it's every single one of us were I was I'm sure you were too Dalton 
yeah, I mean, it's a, like you said, it's it's a it's a huge commitment just to put yourself out there and say, well, a this is a place that I feel like being at for a couple years and you know making a start in my career, and you're you're kind of putting a leap of faith in not only the company but the the surrounding area. Like you're you're putting a leap of faith in that new destination to be a good part in your life and play a good part in building up who you are and you know the career you're putting yourself in so it's a huge commitment and it is scary because you know once you make the commitment and accept the job you kind of until you start and really get in the swing of things you almost have that like sense of man did I make the right decision like did I have a b and c narrowed down to the right place that I chose this you know that's it's a very scary moment in life but you know you have to make it and you have to make that jump at some point to just have a career I think if everything fails and everything falls apart and you find out you're miserable, you can always go back home and like, they're going to accept you with open arms, but it's better to say I tried than to be haunted by what if for the rest of your life. I couldn't agree more with that statement. I think there's, there's definitely something to be said about staying home. And if you do have the opportunity to stay home and save some extra bucks while you're at your parents' house, you know, making a, making a good living with something you love doing by all means do it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but there's definitely always going to be that question. I feel like in the back of your mind of like, well, what if I had the opportunity to move out and didn't, you know? So like you said, I think it's always something that if there, if there is the opportunity, go for it because you can always come back. You can never go redo it. Yeah. And I think also like some people think like, what if I stayed home? And it's like, those are our questions, but at the end of the day, like, you got to just trust yourself and think, like, what is best for you? And at the end of the day, the only person that knows what is best for you is you. So have faith, believe in yourself, and, like, just give it a shot. Like, whether it's if you think staying home is the best option or, like, moving out, like, give it a shot. You can always change your mind and, like, rechange your perspective. That's, that's the beauty of life is you can always choose when to restart it. Yeah, I think no matter what you end up choosing, whether it is staying home or moving out, you know, just take it all as experience and chalk it up to, you know, what did I learn from it? You know, how did I, what did I do that I liked and what happened that I didn't like? And I think no matter what you end up choosing and uh, if you moved out, I hope you got a lot from this podcast. And if you're staying at home and thinking about moving out, you know, I hope maybe we even gave you some insight there, but just take any action you choose as experience and Use it on your next decision. Yeah. And just remember, like, everyone misses home. I've been away from home for almost two years, and I still get homesick every now and then, especially if I'm missing my siblings or my dog or my parents. And it's normal. It's going to be normal when you're 35, 40, 50 years old. Like, you're always going to want to miss, like, the comfort and the safety and, like, the warmth of home. And that's okay. Just remember, like, all we can do is just make the best with what we got. That's it. I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Uh Guys, this is your not-so-classified millennial survival guide. We have uh, Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram, at not-so-classified-millennial. Our Twitter, at millennial underscore guide. Hit us up, comment, DM. We want to talk to you guys. We want to interact and let us know what you think. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.